Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our Power Hour. This is our Star Style Party, and we are so happy that you are here with us. Welcome, welcome, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity, and we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. The miracle moment for today is brought to you from Be The Star You Are with lots of activities coming up, which I will explain shortly. Make sure to visit bethestaryouare.org. And this is from Anne Frank. Whoever is happy will make others happy too. And I love to live by that motto because I really like being happy and I think sometimes it just seems to run, you know, it, it just rubs off on people. When you're in a good mood, it helps other people be in a good mood. Well, today's show, we're going to be talking about how to give a great presentation, some tips on the process of buying a car, how to do it like on the internet to get to know you the model before you actually walk into a um, showroom, you know, how to research online. And then on our final segment, is your job killing you? Is your employer or employee making you sick? If you're feeling opposed by someone or something in your workplace, it might be time to cut that cord. So you're going to feel less stressed, sleep better, and find your life to be more comfortable. So we'll talk about what are those stressors and what we can do about them. But first, a few activities that we don't want you to miss if you were going to be in the San Francisco Bay Area because I'm very excited about it. I'm going to start with the one that is still a bit uh, far out, but I'm really, really thrilled. And that is if you're a fan of baseball in Northern California, in Oakland, Be The Star You Are has been chosen as the game charity for the Friday night, June 15th baseball game that's going to be between the Oakland Athletics and the Los Angeles Angels. So two California teams, Two rivals playing each other. And it's going to be fantastic because the we are, be the star you are when you buy your ticket. We're going to be in this special field position, uh, our field seats on the second tier. And the tickets, which are normally $44, are going to be reduced to just $34. And, of course, it will be a tax deduction. Uh, It's $32, and $2 of that is a service fee, so $34. And they're having a big uh, fireworks show, and it is a dinosaur fireworks show that has a theme like Jurassic Park. And Be The Star You Are attendees get to go down on the field to watch 
the show. So that's a really fantastic occasion to spend some quality time with your family and friends while supporting a very worthy cause. And on um, in addition, there's going to be some Oakland A's swag or maybe swag from the Angels as well. We'll have raffle tickets that will be selling for $10 a raffle ticket because four lucky people are actually going to get to go to batting practice and be on the field to meet the players on another game day. So we'll be um, raffling that off. So I'm so excited about this. So this is June 15th. Go to Be The Star You Are Charity. You're going to be able to buy your tickets directly from bethestarur.org on a special link. And you'll be able to see where you're going to sit. You can sit with friends, all that kind of stuff. So should be really, really awesome. The next thing that is coming up, and this is coming up on St. Patrick's Day on March 17th, Be The Star You Are is going to have a booth at St. Mary's College. It's called the the La Galrinda event. And, well, we will be doing um, a face painting for kids, and I will be doing a book signing of the new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. There's going to be music and food and all different kinds of fun booths and lots of different businesses and crafts and all that. So that's on March 17th. So get your green on and come celebrate. It's a free a free uh, celebration. So, you know, you can just come and enjoy. And then finally, on May 12th, that is the Moraga Fair. Here in Moraga, it's a community fair. We always love it. We have the busiest booth, and we are looking for sponsors. So if you're interested in sponsoring Be The Star You Are, please send an email to info at bethestarur.org. So those are our three announcements, and I think that they are actually quite exciting. Well, let's get to building your confidence so that you can give better presentations. Many people are always saying, uh, because I am a speaker, last week, right after the show, I had to run out and do a keynote uh, speech. And I, I really don't get nervous when I do it because I feel confident in my presentation skills. And what can I do to help you feel confident? Well, what I want to tell you is that Words, only 7% of your total decision of what you're doing is words. So whether somebody likes you or not is only 7% based on the words that you say. So it's not a generalization. That is research, does it? 7% of your message. You can watch a, uh, a person speaking in a foreign language, and you can probably still understand 93% of what that person is saying by their body language and their tone of voice. So so people are worried about what it is they, they're saying. So the reason that so many people believe that they are bad presenters is that they just think about the old rules um, that, you know, that you have to be very stiff and uncomfortable. And what you need to do is to give yourself permission to be the star you are. Just be who you are. And present in a way that is authentically yours. Present the way that is you, the way you speak in your everyday, with ever, you know, with all the little quirks and all the little, you know, idiosyncrasies that you say, because the real you is never bad. It is really the only way to be the best you is just to be 
the real you. So you don't have to be born with confidence. Confidence is something that you can learn. We can teach our body to have confidence. We can teach our voice to have confidence. We can just teach our whole personality to be more confident. And one of the exercises that when a coach is teaching about presentation is to tell you to walk around the room. And it, it, like as an acting coach, I'll say, all right, walk or stand with confidence. So what does that look like if you are confident? You're probably standing up straight. You have your feet separated. You're taking long strides. You're, everything is smooth. You're open. You look people in the eye. You smile. You hold your chin up, he- up high. You're looking out as opposed to down. You breathe deeply from your diaphragm, and you feel very relaxed. Now, if I were to tell you to walk around the room and just manifest being depressed or nervous or scared, it's interesting what happens. It's like your shoulders roll over, and I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to you. They kind of close in. You might hold your, you know, your arms across your chest or your body, or you might look down at the ground, you kind of duck your head under, you're looking out under your eyelashes, you speak and just act a little bit more erratically. One of the things that many people do is they bounce from side to side. It always looks like they have to go to the bathroom. They like rock on one foot to another foot. Your eyes might dart around. And of course, then the same thing with your breathing. Your breathing is probably a lot shallower and just not very forceful. Well, try it. Just try that. If you are in a place right now where you can put me on your computer speaker or just uh, on your phone speaker, or if you're in your car, turn up the volume on um, whatever it is that you're listening to. But uh, if you're in your car, don't try walking around. But if you're someplace else, do walk around. And then first feel being very confident. And then go into a fearful mode. Note how different you feel. See how your body reacts. Feel your face. What does it look like? If you can get near a mirror, that's even better. It's a really great exercise with an important purpose because we all have that misconception that presentations are about the words that we say and the PowerPoints that we present. When in actuality, it's all about what we do with our bodies and what we do with our voices. Because audiences focus in on the body without even realizing that they're doing that. And there's much more impact that comes from body movement than from words. And as a matter of fact, by putting your body just into an expansive, powerful pose, it actually creates confidence. By standing up straight, one thing that when I was learning um, to be an actor, I was always told that if you are angry with somebody or chiding somebody, you don't ever want to bend over. Because if you bend over and you're wagging that finger, you're actually giving away your power, right? You want to stand up. You even want to lower your voice a bit. It's so different. It's the physical signs of, of what you are trying to communicate you can communicate with your body. We've said before on the show, by putting a smile on your face, you can actually get happier. You know, it's that fake it till you make it idea. 
And it's actually been uh, proven in research that just by putting a smile on your face actually improves your attitude. So by putting that smile on your face, if you have to do a, a speaking engagement or a lecture or get up in class or, you know, just actually just even give a report at a business meeting, you are going to be so much more confident. You're going to feel that emotion deeply and others will too. Now, there was a study done that I found absolutely fascinating on how forcing the body to change can really affect our moods and attitudes. And this was done actually um, about 12 years ago. Ten clinically depressed patients who had been depressed, clinically depressed, for between two and ten years and who had not responded to any drug therapy to improve were given Botox to their face and it was injected into their frown lines. And interestingly, what happened is two months later, without any drugs, nine of the ten were no longer depressed. And now why was that? It was because by the Botox, by relaxing those that frown, it actually made them not frown because they couldn't frown anymore because it was paralyzing their frown lines. And so they became happier. And of course, there's even more. There was a professor at UCLA who was interested in the impact of verbal and nonverbal communication on our impressions of one another, you know, how we decide whether we like one another. And what he was curious about was the effect of inconsistent messages. For example, like when you have your arms crossed, you know, across your chest and you're holding on tight, which normally would indicate no, but you say yes, or vice versa. You know, you say no, but your arms are open. The study found that in deciding whether we like someone, body language, which is the visual and the total body picture, is worth 55% of our decision. Now, the other uh, part of it, 38% of how we decide if whether we like somebody is actually in your tone and your voice. And this is why it's so important for people who have a job on the telephone to have a very pleasant voice. I was speaking with my husband who um, has, was, has been interviewing new people to uh, work front office desk at, in his uh, dental office. And the interesting thing was the voice of the people that would be on the phone. And one person, individual, was she was very confident in filling out charts and that kind of thing, but did not have a very pleasant speaking voice. wasn't that excite you know wasn't that pleasant when people would call in or um, or ask her uh, you know how she was doing. And so that is really um, that's that's difficult, you know. That's difficult. So we have to be really, really careful about that kind of thing because your voice is very important. And then, as I said earlier, seven percent are the words. So, put simply, without nonverbal indicators, it's easier to misunderstand the words. So when we feel that a person is not telling the truth we can intuitively check out their alignment 
of their words with their voice and their body. So what does this mean for you as a speaker or as a presenter? We have to come to grips with the fact that feeling confident and managing our body is a priority. So managing moves. Try thinking of your body as a tool for impact. Is there a particularly important point in your presentation that you want to make sure that people are going to remember? If so, pair that importance of the message with the movement of your body. If you've been standing in one place, move all the way across the stage and stand next to your audience when you hit a key point. If you've been casually moving around during your presentation, then when you hit a critical moment, plant your feet, become very still, deliver very clearly, and then that will surprise your audience because you, what you need to do when you're speaking is to be constantly changing the rhythm. You change the location, you change the speed, and you change the power of your movements and the power of your voice. So try experimenting with movement first. That is uh, the most important one because you have to, you have to uh, really kind of be familiar and comfortable with where it is that you are going and what you're going to do. So just figure out that you might feel a little bit goofy, you know, trying to figure out your placement, but that's okay. And it is good to practice in front of a mirror. So what happens to your body when you take on an emotion of being sad or scared or happy or hungry or cold? And then you might, if you have, uh, you can do it into your phone. Tape your voice. How do you sound? If you are a mover, what sort of impact is the movement having on your voice? And then just do what feels right to you. But you need to stretch out of your comfort zone. And you're going to be surprised at how wonderful the new ways you will connect with your audience. Now, some people feel safer if they're far from an audience. Some people like to hide behind a podium. I always think it's good to have a podium in case you have your notes and you just want to be able to refer to them. But I do think that once you arrive on stage, you're excited, you're smiling, you take a look at the audience. And then, you know, you do need, you can anchor yourself for a bit, but walking around really does help a lot. Not too much, or then you're being distracted, but you don't need to just hang on to that podium as if it is a, um, you know, just a shoulder to lean on. So the unconscious need for space will increase exponentially when you're on, uh, on stage. So depending on your culture, you might need a bigger personal space. It might mean that you have to be further away from people or perhaps you're okay with getting closer. But do what is important for you. Do what works for you because the space makes it harder to connect with your audience if you're really far away. So it's usually the closer you are, the better it is. Now, how do you stay relaxed? Well, I've I always drink my special tea before I go on a speaking engagement. And my special tea is uh, lemons with honey, lemon leaves, hot water, and some mint leaves, you know, and I make a tea. And that just relaxes me. It relaxes my vocal cords. That's number one. The second thing that I always do is I do my deep breathing exercises. And I always like to do my tongue twisters, like 
the big black bug but the big black bear and the big black bear began to bleed. You need to do those just so that you should um, so that you can feel that you can talk and be fine. Now how how do you make eye contact with people in the back as well as those in the front? And how do you find a way to move a bit after your body, you know, is maybe you're just getting a little bit uh, stagnant there? There's all kinds of things you can do. Now, what I do is I usually choose a couple of people to look at, and then I'll look at those people throughout. But it's always good to do a scanning of your audience so that your eyes aren't just in the front or aren't just with one person. Now, what do you do with your hands? The answer is really simple. Just let them hang at the ends of your wrists until you can't keep them still. In other words, if you're like me and being Italian, I talk with my hands. So I don't want to like be acting like I'm conducting an orchestra, but it is good to let them flow. And you can be intentional about building up your confidence in every kind of external way. So I hope this helps you polish your presentation a little bit. And then make you feel like you can do it. And the one thing is just have courage and remind yourself that you will not die when you're up there. And if you make a mistake, go ahead and laugh at it. The good news is, is all of us have something important to say. We all need to be able to convince people about the things that matter to us. And doing that becomes more likely when you realize that you don't have to be born with confidence, that you can teach it to yourself, and that by using your body, your voice, and your your um, your body, your voice, and and your tone, that you are going to be able to communicate with people. So it's your words, your body, and your voice. So enjoy that and have a confident presentation. When we come back from break, we will be talking about buying cars. So stay with me. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and we'll be right back. Be the star you are, the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, show business it is. All business is show business. It gets back to being a presentation. What you, we uh, most of us don't realize is that uh, no matter what we do, we're always in uh, show business because we are our own product, right? So we have to be able to sell ourselves and what it is that we do in a most positive, positive way. Well, thank you for staying with me. My name is Cynthia Bryant, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have been broadcasting live with you every single week since 1998. So we are in our 20th year of broadcasting, and I can't believe I've been on the radio every week that long, but I absolutely do love it. So that's exciting. And uh, I just wanted to uh, make an announcement that I just got an email while during the break from the Oakland A's that the ticket site is now open for anyone to buy tickets to that Angels versus A's for June 15th. And it's pretty exciting because it shows the stadium and you can buy the, you know, the area that you want. Uh, that website is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash groupmatics.events forward slash B star. Or easier, we'll just put it on our website at be the star you are.org. So I'm really thrilled about that. So we're going to talk about uh, buying a car now. I don't know about any of you, but I drove my Ford Explorer for almost 18 years. And <laughs> part, part of it was I loved that car. It's a, it was a great car. And the second part was is that I really didn't want to have to go through the hassle of figuring out a car or negotiating or going into a showroom. So these are a few tips for online tools that can help you make a deal without the dread because at some point our cars do get rather old and at some point we probably are going to need a new car. And one of the things that really motivated this conversation besides the fact that there is a fairly strong economy right now, is those the devastating hurricanes that struck Texas, Florida, Puerto Rico, as well as the fires in California had a really big impact on America's auto business. According to estimates that were compiled by Atlanta-based Cox Automotive, uh, Automotive um, Inc., Hurricane Harvey alone wiped out somewhere between 320,000 to 580,000 vehicles in Texas. Like, don't think you want to buy a used car from Texas. In Florida, Hurricane uh, Irma destroyed 400,000 vehicles. I don't think you want to buy a vehicle from Florida either. Uh, And it hasn't been disclosed exactly how many were wiped out in the fires, but it was also several thousand. So analysts at Kelly Blue Book say that there has been a big surge in vehicles purchased that have to replace those damaged by the hurricanes and the fires, 
And of course, that is helping to lift the sales in the months immediately following all of these storms. And the purchases are definitely fueling the market as far as stock market and all of that. Now, new vehicles sales in this past November, they reached an estimated 1,360,000, which is the second highest number ever recorded in the month of November. So experts say that conditions remain really great for buyers and automakers have been grappling with clearing out excess inventory for last year because obviously shoppers now want the 2018 models and come summer they're going to want the 2019 models. But interestingly enough, I was just reading that even though President's Day is over, lots of places are still having President's Day sales like for the whole month. So many car shoppers that have been affected by the disasters have been relying on insurance payouts to finance their new purchases. For example, State Farm so far has received claims that totaled more than $5 million for nearly 60,000 cars. And those were just from the hurricanes. That's really, that's a lot. And so if you're in the market for a fresh transportation, there are a lot of options besides just buying a new car, the market is seeing a surge in the off-lease vehicles, meaning that there are roughly three-year-old cars that are relatively low mileage. And what I wanted to say about my Ford Explorer that I drove for uh, this almost 18 years, I didn't buy it new. I've never owned a new car. I bought bought it. It was um, just a few months old when I got it. It only had 10,000 miles on it but it was considered a used car and so it was less than half price when I got that car so it was kind of exciting to drive it all those years (laughs) and it was just such a great car and um, I also bought it actually from a rental car company so oh that's another way a lot of companies you know uh, these rental cars they might only keep them on the road until they have 10, 15,000 miles on them, and then they'll sell them. So you can check some of those things out. But so to reduce the likelihood of purchasing a vehicle that's damaged in storms, really look for certified pre-owned cars. And it's the initials, it's CPO. And because those certified pre-owned cars have to pass a rigorous multi-point inspection. Now, if you're only getting a car for a little bit of money, you know, or from an individual seller, probably it's not going to go through any of that. But you might want to take any car in for an inspection and pay for it yourself. So if you're seeking to purchase a car, know that you can, you can, not cannot, can, C-A-N, control the process more than ever before because the internet has become such an extraordinary tool for researching your next purchase. The internet has become a tool for so many things that we do these days. And this is something that is for the betterment of, of us all. But now it can be used to really get you the lowest price and help you finalize a deal. So here are some of the best techniques for buying a car this year and uh, and buying you know, any style, and it's based on a lot of different interviews with experts. First of all, number one, you want to know a car better before you buy it. So you want to know what kind of car you want, and the best thing to do is rent it, rent the model for a couple of days. 
and then check online for a rental company carrying the model that you're interested in. Just as I did is I rented a uh, an Explorer. I loved it. And then I um, went to a rental company that was selling their, you know, their slightly used uh, and definitely certified pre-owned vehicles. Second, ask a dealers about model changeover plans for the car you want. So every few years, the manufacturers, they redesign their popular models and they'll have some new features and they'll have some new safety components and they'll have some design adjustments. So redesigned models aren't always thought to um, aren't always brought to the market just in the fall. Sometimes they're launched in April or May. So you want to ask about that. They often are deals on um, the price year of the model that might be just before it because it may not have all those new bells and whistles. So check that out. And then really target your online search. So ratings of new and used cars, they're pretty easy to find, but some are more useful than others. And if your main goal is reliability, then J.D. Power compiles a yearly auto dependability study. That's probably exactly what you need, and you can find it on their website. Now, if your concern is safety, then you want to look at the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. Uh, That's a website. Or for an overview U.S. News and World Report compiles opinions from a range of vehicle review sites. And, of course, my favorite, Consumer Reports. They have a highly respected list of of cars, and they test things, too. Then, before negotiating, look up the car's average transaction price. That's called the ATP. Now, that's the price that buyers are currently paying to drive home in that particular model. And it always reflects the demand and supply conditions. And of course, it varies from region to region. So that's the price to beat. True Car and Edmunds both have data that can help you determine the ATP for your dream vehicle. Now, Edmunds calls its system the True Market Value Pricing System, or TMV. True Car also provides a graph that lists prices that it analyzes, and then um, it deems them as being exceptional, great, good, or above market. The next thing is, if you have to have financing from a third party, you want to get that in advance, such as something from your bank, uh, a credit union. Do it always before you try to negotiate a deal, because you can get the loan in a relaxed environment and at the best interest rate. And then that'll simplify the negotiations. And then sometimes car dealerships will offer, you know, a zero interest rate as long as you pay it in X amount of months or whatever. But you should have something lined up in advance. And then negotiate solely with your dealer's internet department. This is the most important thing. This is the thing that you re- I, I really want to, um, to stress because you're going to find this is where you're going to save the big bucks. Negotiate solely with your dealer's internet department. The salespeople who work in the car lot, they are typically rewarded for getting the maximum profit on every sale. So a salespeople in a dealership um, internet department, they are usually rewarded for the volume of their sales, making them more flexible on price. So the difference is, the people that are in the showroom or on the lot, 
they are going to want to get the maximum profit for themselves and for the company, and that's how they get get paid, whereas the internet department, they just want volume, lots and lots of sales. Don't shy away from competitive bidding. Send several dealerships a description of the model, the color, the options, um, everything that you want. You know, send it to them and let them know that what you're really looking for is the absolute best deal that, and that you are looking around. Don't let them think that they're exclusive. Tell them that you have financing already in place, if that's true, and that you are ready to pay in full. And of course, if you're a cash buyer, you know, that's even better. And then buying a car online, request that the dealer email you the vehicle identification number. It's called the VIN, V-I-N, of the exact vehicle you want to buy and make it clear that you'll leave immediately if the vehicle you agreed upon isn't there when you arrive. So you definitely, when you're you're going to buy this online, but you're going to go to the showroom, you want to make sure that the VIN numbers match. Now, if you don't want to do this yourself, there are some other experts that can help you because a lot of us, including me, I mean, I dread that task of car buying. You can get the help of car buying from uh, brokers or other businesses that will actually do some of the heavy lifting for you. And here are some options. There are car buying services. Now, I know Costco has one. AARP has one. I think AAA has something too. And I know ARP uh, partners with TrueCar. And what happens there is that a lot of these um, these companies have something for their for their employees and their members, and then they offer some comprehensive services, which will get you a guaranteed price before you even get to the lot. And then there are car brokers; they help you find the right car and the right model. And brokers may or may not charge a fee, but be mindful: some uh, brokers may get a payment from the dealer. Now, they may, so you might want to ask them that up front. And then there are car concierges, and these are brokers without any dealer affiliation, and they will refer you to um, a, a car dealership, and they're known as a car concierge. And what they do is they help buyers find exactly the car they want. Now, they do charge a fee for their services, but often they negotiate the discount big enough that it will offset any fees that they charge. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of information on how to tackle buying your next car, whether it is a used car or a new car. And I wish you all the best of luck, but just make sure that if you're buying a used car, that you look for those certified pre-owned, the CPO, or take it to your AAA or to your mechanic and just have the car checked out because we've had a lot of... of, uh, disasters this year and there's a lot of cars that were ruined so you don't want something that's just been painted and looks good so when we come back from break we're going to stress less because we're going to find out if working or your job is making you sick i'm cynthia bryan you're listening to star style be the star you are we will be back right after this break so please do not go away be the star you the star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. Business Bites. 
Here's Cynthia Bryan. Are your presentations strong? By entertaining a few proactive techniques, your meetings can become a valuable tool for increasing business. Hone your skills before opening your mouth. This includes not only having the most up-to-the-minute information, but delivering this information in a relaxed, confident manner. To practice, use a tape recorder, and if possible, videotape your performance and have someone with a critical eye comment. Use a coach or an acting professional to help you with your diction. Be enthusiastic and energetic. Love what you do and believe in what you are talking about. Be prepared to be flexible and adapt your message for different clients. Welcome questions and establish a dialogue. You want everyone to know that this was the time well spent, not time wasted. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Or call 925-377-7827, 925-377-STAR, to set up your appointment. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, thank you so much for staying with us. It is a great day here at Star Style. Be the star you are. And I am really thrilled to be talking to you. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network and uh, brought to you by Be The Star You Are. Make sure to visit our website, bethestarur.org, so that you can uh, find out about these A's versus Angels tickets. That It's so cool. I just looked at during the break, I looked at this uh, this. Uh, way that you can buy your tickets online. It's awesome. It's just really very, very exciting. Well, this is an important topic to talk about because we get stressed out of so often from work. Work is hard. And we don't always get along with our employers or employees or what started off good maybe turned sour. But could your job kill you? Is your employer or employee making you sick? 
Uh, do you feel that your comrades or the people that you're working with you are cutting you off or making you feel less important or diminishing you in some way? Well, this is stressful. And when it's stressful, it really takes a, uh, a toll on your health. So we have to decide whether it's worth being in that environment. So Joe had a heart attack because of the stress from one of his employees. Now, Michael Crichton had a best-selling, um, he's a best-selling author, but he had a, a very best-selling book back in the 60s. The book was called Travels. And he asked every heart patient, why do you think you had a heart attack? Now, Crichton expected answers like, oh, I have poor diet or lack of exercise. But however, what he learned is that in all cases, all cases, the patients gave stress-related causes, legal threats, family problems, business stress, um, you know, not getting along in relationships. So a few hours after Dr. Joe's heart attack, the doctor had a long call with uh, Dr. Joe and his wife from the hospital's ICU. And they asked Dr. Joe what happened. Well, without hesitation, they both said it was the office manager in Dr. Joe's office. And Dr. Joe said, I was just terrified of firing her. Now, while most office managers are probably great performers, this particular employee had been in this doctor's office for six years and was clearly a D to F performer. And what do I mean by that? I mean, they were really a bad performer. But she was constantly complaining to the doctor. She was constantly complaining to the staff, to the patients. And her favorite complaint was how about how all the other staff members were overworked and underpaid. Now, she only did assignments that she liked, and she challenged everything else that Dr. Joe wanted her to do. She blamed the computer when the books weren't balanced. She irritated the other employees because she was so negative, and she spent hours on her phone. Now, if this may sound like something that you've um, been a part of, either as an employee or as an employer, but... I know for a fact that this happens a lot. Now, two weeks earlier, the consultant had interviewed the staff and found that they felt underworked and they felt bored and they wanted more to do, but they were uncomfortable talking about anything with the office manager, but they emphasized how much they liked the doctor and how much they liked the doctor's wife, who both you know, obviously were there at the practice. So after reviewing the consultant's findings about the office manager's performance and attitudes, Dr. Joe said, I've been needing to fire her for years. So my wife and I talk about this all the time. I just never had the courage. So the consultant helped Joe work out a detailed plan to end that person's employment without any legal risk. Now, Dr. Joe was scheduled to fire the office manager on a Friday afternoon, but instead he woke up with intense chest pains. And his wife had to call the ambulance, and they were off to the hospital. And a few hours later, the consultant heard about Dr. Joe's heart attack, and uh, he, and you know had to schedule this an emerge you know an emergency consulting meeting. But during their meeting, Dr. Joe decided he couldn't take the stress one minute longer, so he fired his office manager from his hospital bed, 
and she was gone by the end of the day. Uh, Dr. Joe did recover. He got back to work the next week. But because he was no longer being opposed by this terrible office manager, all of a sudden his life felt easier, and he couldn't believe how much fun he was having. And the rest of the staff and the rest of the employees started enjoying their work. Their production increased. Everybody felt like they were being challenged more and doing good work. And the efforts were supported in every way. And it just kept growing for months and months. So what is that recommendation for less stress? If your statistics are stuck or bouncing up and down and your efforts to improve are probably being opposed by someone that you are working with. Maybe you're fighting with somebody, but you can remove the opposition. A counter intention can come from you, but it usually comes from other sources. So if you are feeling stressed and feeling sick because of work, you need to identify what that resistance is. You need to work out a plan to handle it. And then you need to work out a way that you're going to get it done. How easy would it be to um, be in business or to work someplace when everybody got along? If everybody did what they were supposed to do, if everybody followed the rules, so to speak, it would be a much happier, stress-free, engaging environment. And when you are completely unopposed, it's so interesting how everything can go right. It's like you feel that the people around you are cooperative and happy. You feel like the um, your boss likes you. And if you're the boss, you feel like your employees like you. Your work gets done quickly. The days pass quickly. You look forward to going to work. You're not thinking the night before how much you dread it. And you know, especially for an employer, when you really love the people around you, then you enjoy doing good things for them. You enjoy giving them bonuses or giving them extra things. Your marketing becomes simpler. Basically, when everybody's happy, morale just goes up, 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 and it goes out the uh, goes out of the roof. So you'll feel less stress. You'll sleep better. You'll stay out of the hospital obviously, as a patient, and you that is something that you definitely want to do. I remember uh, many years ago, um, I was working for one of the airlines, and I really loved working for the airlines, and this is when I was, I was, it, I was in college, actually, and I really loved it because of the perks. The pay was super low, but the perks were great. And what the perks were is that I could basically jump on any airplane that had a seat any time. And because I was trained in a special manner, I could actually sit on the jump seats, which are the seats that the flight attendants sit on when for takeoff and landing. And because I had been through that training. So, you know, this was fantastic. I was able to travel the world at basically no cost. And that's why I loved working for um, the airlines. And I also loved meeting the people and, you know, and, and speaking all the different languages and all the different cultures I'd get to see. However, uh, in one of my jobs, when I had switched from working actually on the airlines to uh, being a travel specialist and writing tours for these really fabulous places all around the world, I had a boss that was really horrid. 
I mean, and I'm a pretty bubbly person and pretty easy to get along with. And I do all my work and I show up on time and I actually go above and beyond all the time. I'm always prepared. I mean, that's just the way I was brought up. But anyway, he was just a grumpy old man and he would just sit in his office all day long and um, he would bark orders and there wasn't anything that anybody could ever do that would be good enough or make him happy. And even when he had his two week vacation, he would issue a memo and said, I will be on vacation from this state to this state. If you need me, you'll find me in your off in my office. So I think that tells you something about his personality. He was so unhappy. He had no place to go except for to be in his office. But anyway, I finally had to leave that job because it was making me sick. And so I think you have to really identify where you're working. Do you like the people around you? Now I'm just so happy in everything I do because I choose to work with people that I love. And that to me is critical. So it can't be always about the money. It really has to be about the quality of life. So just remember that. And I hope that you will um, enjoy Enjoy your work, and because as you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Well, thank you so much for being terrific listeners and allowing us into your life every week. I am so happy to be your personal growth development coach right here on Voice America, the empowerment channel on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I will be with you every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. For more information about Be The Star You Are, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. We will have that website linked up so that you can buy tickets directly. Make a donation by credit card to Be The Star You Are, or you can do it on PayPal Giving Fund. For information about Cynthia Bryan and Star Style Productions, go to CynthiaBryan.com. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being, know you're already a star, and just be the star you are. And I'd love you to read a book. Why don't you pick up one of my books? Go to CynthiaBryan.com forward slash books. My newest book is called Growing with the Goddess Gardener, and it is a fun romp through nature. And you can buy it online, and you get a lot of extra goodies. So until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails. And smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I encourage you to go out into the world and be the star you are. I thank you from Star Style. And I also invite you to tune in to our young adult show called Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids Network, Tuesdays at noon Pacific. Until next Wednesday, smile, have fun, and be wild and crazy. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are, the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you are.org ignite the flame that burns brightly within 
Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.